September 25th, the new Fox Tuesday kicks off with New Girl's new season. Then welcome Ben and Kate. Stay away from my sister before you find out what six years of Rob McGaugh feels like. Well, like year and a half plus like four years on and off I was traveling. Followed by another all-new New Girl. What am I looking at here? Pure, unadulterated friendship. And the Mindy Project. <laughs> Can't believe you're tattling. Tattling is when a little girl does it, okay? When a hot woman does it, it's called whistleblowing. The new Fox Tuesday premieres September 25th on Fox. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's The New Normal After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424. 424- 256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's The New Normal After Show. Hello. Bing is for doing, and we are doing another recap of The New Normal here at AfterBuzz for you. This is Season 1, Episode 2 and 3. That's right, ba-bam, two episodes for you guys right now. Episode 2 is Sofa's Choice, and Episode 3 is Baby Clothes. It's really weird not having intro music. We just did, we do So You Think and Dance and not have like a I theme know. song to like open up to. I is, know. Is that's, a a good, theme, that's a good theme song, too. It is so, is so good. Dance. Is there a theme song to this? I haven't even noticed yet. I have not noticed. Hmm. Nor I, have I. Sitcoms rarely do these days. Do you remember that? Can I just back us up a little bit? I know we're all of age to talk about, like, 80s sitcoms. Do you remember the theme songs in the Phenomenal. 80s? Show me that smile. Show me that smile. Or the facts Don't of life. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we can go on and on. But let's move back to our... <laughs> oh, great. We need... Somebody needs... We need a, a theme song for the new normal. Yes. Somebody... Chime in, call in with an idea. Write one. We're um, going to sound like idiots if there's a theme song. I know. Like, you're the worst host ever. Or they're going to look like idiots because nobody remembers it. It's not so. catchy enough. Good yeah. call. Think, Good think call. who's the boss, people. Yeah. Okay, so let's start with episode two. Sofa's Choice. And we open up with a drawing on the expensive sofa, whom we all think that was done by Shania. And Brian has a great reaction to this ruined piece of furniture but what this really brings us is that to to think about is Brian and David coming to terms with the idea of having a child and what this is going to do to change their lives and this episode is sort of about how they come to grips with this what did you think about this episode? Well, because AJ? Ep- episode ends, episode one ends with us not really knowing for sure if if, if Goldie, um, is, Goldie pregnant. is pregnant. Exactly. Um, I, I this episode in general, I hated actually, and okay. I thought the pilot was one of the best pilot episodes I've seen of a, of a comedy of a sitcom in a long time, um, probably since Modern Family a few years ago. Um, I hated this episode though. Um, without going too much into detail. I understand what they're trying to do with this episode, and I understand that episode two is a very difficult one to do. You put all your heart and soul into the pilot because you want so bad for a network to pick it up and you want it to be successful. Then episode two, there tends to be a letdown, so I can, I'm just going to like chalk a soft, it up. It's like a sophomore album to an artist. Yes, yes. Yeah. It, it can take up to four or five episodes for a new series to really find the rhythm. It's the cast also trying to sort of gel and, and find their characters and what they're all about. And same thing with the writers. They're, they're trying to do the same thing. And I think we saw an uneven episode with episode two. Yeah, it just seemed kind of all over the place. Like, I understand what they're trying to do, and I appreciate it to a degree. Um, but whereas in episode one, I felt like every joke just made sense, and they nailed it. Uh, they probably spent a lot of time on episode one. It's a pilot. Um, episode two, I felt like they didn't really understand what they were trying to do with it. And I felt like they were just trying to build an episode one. But I felt like a lot of the jokes just seemed um, a little bit racist and a little bit homophobic for no reason. So you're saying, I remember last week you talking about the intention behind a joke. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And maybe this week you felt the intention was weak or you didn't really feel it. So when they told a racist joke or a joke that would offend people, the intention didn't 
bring you through to say, okay, I can laugh at that. You were more offended is what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, I feel like they were going for the cheap, um, expected punchlines. Okay. Um, and I understand it. I actually, actually have had this issue personally in my life recently where I assume that people understand my humor. Um, so when I start to feel comfortable with somebody, I go there. And I definitely, this is my type of humor the show is for sure. Well, we know um, Ryan Murphy goes there. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'll make I'll make a, a comment that could seem racist if you didn't know me or could seem homophobic if you don't know me. That um, happened last week. It happened last week, actually. It. actually, And you were there. <laughs> and I had to remedy that situation mm-hmm. because I've, I've learned that sometimes I can be offensive to people. I can be hurtful to people. I felt like watching the show was just this this episode episode two was just like watching something i'd just gone through myself so yeah. I, I i give it a pass i wasn't happy with it though i thought it was just a little uh. i'm glad you say that because i feel like i thought it was funny and i was on i'm on the flip side of what you are feeling mm-hmm. but i know that there's probably a lot of people out there that felt mm-hmm. like that i thought it was funny and i totally i was like i just felt like the same the, the pilot episode like they were just kind of making jokes and i felt the intention was strong that i knew that they weren't trying to offend but that was just my opinion i i actually also thought it was very funny and there were a lot of lines that were easily missed and in fact lauren and i watched this together and there were a lot of times where lauren was like wait what did he just say what did he just say and I, that i think happened a lot just some of the lines i'm gonna like, run over a few where yeah. um, brian said you know look at what that miniature sally jesse Raphael did and i have ocd obsessive chic disorder and, and then nini leek said this is why my people spank and I, there you know funny. just like lines that they said really quickly yeah and the the, the banter is very fast in this mm-hmm. right so and you have to yeah a lot of lines that one could easily miss that are very funny and i love the i love that type of humor i love the type of humor they have to really have to pay attention to um like I, I've loved in the past. I've loved shows like I don't know if you remember any of these shows, but like um, Studio Sixty on the Sunset Strip, I thought was one of those genius television shows ever made. But it's very highbrow and very, very liberal, very written towards a certain demographic, and Middle America just did not understand it. Um, this show, I feel like the writing they're trying to write it towards Middle America, yeah. which I appreciate because you have to do that to get the show to stick around for a while, so it can really start to have an impact. But as a super liberal gay man living in Los Angeles. I felt like a lot of these attempts at humor were just, for me personally, they were just beneath me. I'm like, hitting you over the head. Yes, I'm like, oh, I get it. I get it. But you got to take one for the team so Middle America can catch up to you. I understand that. And that's why I'm trying to give it a pass because I understand that that most people watch this, that sort of humor is new to them, interesting to them. Um, Just today, I actually went to, I was telling you ladies about this a moment ago, I went to a taping of um, The Talk on CBS. And, and, the guy, the warm-up guy who gets the crowd going for the show, um, he's a friend of mine, but he, there's a lot of jokes about gay stuff because 98% of the audience was women in their mid-40s to mid-50s from the Midwest, and they thought it was hilarious. To me, I'm like, I've heard all this a thousand times. Yeah. So I have to remind myself sometimes, like, I'm not the the, the population. I'm I get what you're saying. Yeah. I totally get what you're saying. But yeah, no, the fun, the funny lines were, you know, they I totally, I got them, and, you know, you said that you think they were funny, too. Um, I, I liked where, how they introduced this specific situation to show you that this is the kind of stuff that happens when you have kids. Like, I I take care of kids. I've been a nanny for a while. And a lot of people say, you know, I'm out with a girlfriend at the mall. And they're like, look at that cute baby. I'm like, you have no idea what that (laughs) takes. Like, and that's the, these are the kind of things that you need to think about. If you have expensive furniture and a kid draws on the furniture like happened here, it's going to throw a wrench in the game a little. So juice on that white couch. Like that happens. You have to think about that kind of stuff. So I I thought it was interesting how they introduced it and how then Brian and David started to discuss how this would really affect them and then it brought them to say let's go on a date like we used to let's just let's just get back to that and that was a cute scene what did you think of that I loved scene, that Anna? scene I loved that scene the flashback. I everything about it yeah the flashback of oh. how they first met and I just I love I love them I love when they're have, they have those like tender intimate moments together I love them and I love Justin Bartha and I think he's so cute and I want him to be my boyfriend <laughs> well that's the thing about the show that's what that's a bothers me the most i think because i think they have a cast of of characters that are they're they're established actors they're they're really really talented and those are the moments that i really enjoy whereas um who, who the two the two men what are their actual characters names david, david and, brian. and brian and and david is who's the one who David's goes shopping just, all the time uh, that is that's Andrew brian, brian also, Bri- yeah. okay 
there was a scene in the in the second or the third episode. We'll talk about this a little bit. But he and they do this a lot throughout all these episodes, where he'll go on and on and on on these rants and be like over the top flamboyant. Who is this, David? Yeah, oh, no, Brian, Brian. 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 He'll be over the top flamboyant, and whereas David just kind of doesn't say a word. And I feel like there's more being said in the silence of David than sometimes in the jokes of Brian. So I just wish sometimes they'd allow these characters to have real human moments instead of pounding us over the head with the obvious punchlines and the obvious... Um, okay. Stereotypes. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what bothers me because my life isn't a stereotype. Personally, I'm not a stereotype. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that a lot of gay men probably feel that way. So I think I just view it f- through different lenses. Yeah. Um, and I just wish sometimes... But I'm, I'm also trying to remember, like... I am a stereotype to a lot of people. You are to a lot of people, and yeah. I think this is like we talked about last week. This show is a stepping stone to having a show where it's not about a gay couple. Yeah. If it's two men or two women, it's just a show about a couple, and mm-hmm. we don't have to talk about them being gay, and we don't have to talk about any of this. It reminds me of being 20, to be honest. It reminds me of when I came out when I was 20 because I went through this. Yeah. I had to beat my parents over the head with it to get them to deal with it. I had to throw it in my mom's face over and over again for her to ever get to a place where she was kind of comfortable with me being gay. Now she's phenomenal. And now we're so far past all of that, it feels, to me, I think that's why I kind of push back against this show a little bit, because it feels like I'm going back there. Mm -hmm. That's a very, very interesting observation about yourself. And I think that it's, you know, there's a lot of people like you watching this show, and they might feel the same way. So, yeah, I think hitting someone over the head with an idea might be a little annoying. But then for another part of the population, it's... And I would like the, help. I would like the rest of the population to get to where to I am now. Yep. So I guess I, I, just, I sit we back. We live in the Los Angeles bubble, and yes. that's where yes. we're viewing it from. So. Yeah. yeah. But we, we did kind of talk about this last week, and I brought up I Love Lucy. And, you know, Lucy was, you know, really zany, you know, was shopping. And, and you know, Ricky was very mm-hmm. handsome mm-hmm. And, and collected. And so it is a lot of the same stereotypes, but... But a new stereotype. Yeah, it's, so. it's just different when it's directed towards you, I guess. Because sure. I've watched all these shows growing up as knowing who I really am inside. And so to, I never was able to really relate to them. To You know, I love Lucy. I've seen every episode. Um, but now to see two gay men portraying a relationship on TV, something that, that I I hope to have someday, um, it's different. It's sure. different. And, you know, and there's that natural pushback, but I, I enjoy it. I think it's a funny show. Yeah. And it's the, na- it's the natural foundation of comedy. There's the straight man and there's the goofy one. And I, I mean, straight as in. <laughs> straight as in. Yeah, yeah straight as yeah, yeah, like, the feminine. Like yeah, the course. odd couple, for yeah, example. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, this is all this is all interesting insight. And I'm sure a lot of people watching are feeling these different opinions. And this is good to hear. Um, I want to get back to. So, so they. They go on this date. They try and rekindle this. Let's be young and fun. And and David says, "I'm wearing my young outfit." And it's that was oh, terrible. That was awful. It's I thought he looked cute. I did too. I thought he looked kind of hot. We're on the same page. Yeah. Um, and they get to the bar, and they are like, "I mean, have I'm we sorry. All... I just have to take time out with this. He was wearing like a tank top and a fedora. Oh, it was hot. not. A... But he's just <laughs> in Barfa, and he looked hot. But you know what? And though? he has muscles. That is, I, I'm sorry. That is like the gay uniform in West Hollywood. It really That's, is. That is I'm sure they would know too. Yeah, and the club they went to, I actually used to work at that club. What was it? It's actually Voyeur on uh, on on Melrose. To, that's where they were at. Or on Santa Voyeur? Monica, I mean, yeah, yeah Voyeur. It's on Santa Monica. Yeah, on, yeah. Well, you well, tell well. By the, the large chandeliers in the background yeah. and the glass boxes. Well, <laughs> well. Um, so they're at out at Voyeur and they're <laughs> having a drink and they are being so cute and funny and talking about. Did you tape? Uh, say yes to the dress. Yes, on season pass. <laughs> and then this cute young boy is like, "Hey, you guys want a piece of this?" They're like, "You're too young for us." They realize, hold on, we are holding on to something that we don't need to be holding on to. This child is going to come into our life and change our life, but that's what we want. That is what we're ready for. And they immediately leave and they go and they see Goldie and Shania. But speaking of Shania, how cute was her little Edie impersonation? She stole the episode easily. Phenomenal. I mean, from Grey Gardens, she impersonates little Edie. And first of all, I love that. And uh, didn't want who said that they wanted to be here for Halloween in the show? Brian's Brian. character said, Oh, I was gonna be here for Halloween, and I was like, You stole the words. I was almost gonna dress up as her last year for Halloween. I am doing it this year. I am gonna be little Edie for Halloween. And who actually you can be to, Shania being little Edie? I'll be right. exactly one of you ladies said that she actually does that in real life, and that's why they that were in the show. Okay, yeah, I actually read an article this week that um, that is her real act in real life, and it was so fantastic. Oh. They said they wrote it into the show because they're like, How could you ignore this? Her, her voice was dead on. So 
spot on. Yeah. So this this little girl is quirky in real life, too. She's yeah. so cute. It shows through. And then Brian kept trying to jump in on it with her. Like, Terrible. he wanted to relate. <laughs> he wanted to relate to her so badly. And the only way he could was like, oh, my gosh, she likes this, like, uh, this, this gay, yeah. like, what would you call it? It's like a. It's an iconic, like, the, the, like they're like. Theater, Gregor's like theater, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like a following, like, a, there's a big gay following around are, this documentary. Yeah. There are certain things in life that gay men just gravitate towards. Mommy Dearest, Grey Gardens, Ma- Cher, Judy Madonna. Madonna. Yeah, Judy Garland. It, it, it falls into that category. And Grey Gardens falls under this category. And so he sees this, Brian sees this as an in to Shania, and she keeps shutting him down. He imitates her. He tries to <laughs> imitate and do the little eating. She goes, she's not Kate Hepburn. Because <laughs> he did the whole, like, shaking Oh, voice. the shaking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And he keeps, throughout the episode, trying to do and he's like, but that one was close. Just admit it. It was so cute to see him. Yeah. Had it not been for Shania in this episode, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it that much. I actually did, going back to what you were talking about a moment ago, I actually did enjoy their interaction at the club. I thought that was cute because I related to it. Sweet. That's and one now, of those tender moments yes, that we ex- all love. Exactly. And I love that because that a, a comedy doesn't have to be just like the, the, the same shtick the entire 30 minutes, punchline after punchline. Right. Can't um, be. As a 30-year-old, I'm like, I get that. I had the little boys who hit on me. And I'm like, I'm like, what? I would yeah. never even consider you. Do you have you. that moment? See, I'm around your age. Do we have that moment at a club where you're like, what are you doing? I'm, I am too old yeah. for this. This music is too loud. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, what I, am I doing in this club? I have that moment all the time. And I think back, I'm like, I was never like that. But then I, I look at these kids. <laughs> I look at kids now who love like Lady Gaga. I'm these little young gays all over West Hollywood who are obsessed with Lady Gaga. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, really? I was never like that. But then I think about who was it? 10, 12 you. years ago, Britney Spears. I had long, I had long blonde hair that I used to flat iron, and it was oh. like feathered out. And I would go to the clubs and flip my hair like and I was living like, for Jesus. And and I'm like, I was exactly that. And you were like, it's Britney, bitch. That's exactly. What, what was your favorite Britney song? We're oh, tonight. Slave for You. Oh, duh. I would have dance offs with guys on like other blocks at clubs. And did you learn the kid. choreography? Of course I did. I did too. I, I mean, I'm not a gay. Maybe I'm a gay man. I learned the choreography to in Sync's "Tearing Up My Heart" video when I was in high school, and my sister, who was a few years younger than me, came home and saw me doing it and I wasn't out yet so I told her she had to learn the choreography with me so that someday if my friends ever asked me why I knew it I'm like oh my sister told me the new normal needs to do an episode about this and by the way speaking of NSYNC I just I have to who was your favorite oh god Justin of course yes I love you. Uh, I knew I loved you. He's phenomenal. Okay. So, back to the Is episode. even like a question? I know, I know. right? Well, <laughs> everyone loves JT. But some people like JC. Ew. Really? Who? Yes. I Who had are a these friend, people? I had a friend that lied. That was yeah. her favorite. Wow. Oh, okay. Oh, John? Watch out, John. John, you a JC our, fan, huh? Our producer likes yeah. JC. Okay, see? Does John not, you're does, fired. Does John not have the most soothing, I'm not going to say sexy, but I'll say soothing voice you've ever heard in your I life? I think it's kind of oh. sexy. It is a little sexy. Ooh, hey. What's up, John? Late night. So, okay, so... So we are going to also, uh, Goldie had quite, Brian and David had this, you know, coming to terms with the baby in this episode, and they started to realize that they were, you know, ready for something that they didn't think they were ready for. And um, we liked seeing how they met and how at the end of the episode, you know, I think uh, Brian's insecurities about dealing with a child were obviously taken care of when he could connect with Shania and um, all of that came to a nice pretty close and then Goldie had a really nice evolution as well Um, we kind of saw her deal with coming dealing with I think Shania and, and worrying about why she was acting out and why she wasn't like, would she say, are you are you not OK with who you really are? Is that why you're pretending to be right? Well, that and, you know, we saw Goldie first accept Brian and David's generous offer to stay in the guest house, but then say, you know, this isn't right. This is the, the life that Brian and David earned. It's not the life that we earn. And, you know, Shania, who's pseudo-maturity just grows every week. I said, well, what about me? What about my needs? And she said, you know, you're an old soul, but you'll realize that yeah, I need to be a strong woman so that you can be a strong woman one day. And so that was, I think, a, a really a large, a big step for her. And mm-hmm. also, that was the husband came back and almost fooled her. 
Well, I think it's, I think it's important that she that she's trying to teach her daughter that lesson because totally. the opening episode starts off with her making this big change and showing the world that she doesn't need a man and teaching her daughter that you can stand on your own two feet. And had she taken that offer to move into their their guest house, I think that would have just it's the easy exa- way out. I, yeah. I liked that she was said I didn't want to get too comfortable, and I also liked that when the husband came back, she basically she almost fell for into his trap, and then she well not just his trap. Well, Nana's, Nana's trap, trap Nana's because trap. we yeah. realize that everything he's saying, we're cutting to Nana coaching him into saying, which was, to which say was kind these of things, funny. Which was kind of funny, and then of course he stopped paying attention to Nana. So then once she asked him a question about trust, he couldn't answer. There and was a girl she, in a bikini right. on TV, and he was just distracted. with a dolphin. So with a dolphin, a, dolphin. a couple dolphins, of course. Yeah. And so who wouldn't get distracted by that naturally? So he had couldn't answer her. Oh, you wouldn't <laughs> dolphin? Yeah, he wouldn't nope. get distracted. <laughs> so he naturally, you know, she she picks up on this. Goldie picks up on this and she kind of backs off and I like when he left he said I'm the husband was walking out the door and said I'm not going to leave Shania she needs a man in her life and and Goldie said you know what? She already has two. That and was I my favorite part of the entire This is what episode. this show is about. It doesn't matter what your sexual preference is. It doesn't matter if you're a loving man, woman, whatever the combination is, and you have a good example for a child. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. That's right. what this is all about. That one line to me summed it up really nicely. I think in all honesty, as we discussed this, I think my, my issue with the show is, while I appreciate what they're trying to do, I think my real issue is that... It just really, really frustrates me that this has to be a conversation still. I, I think that's I agree. the hard part. And there's a lesson every week. It does feel like a very special episode of Blossom every week. Yes, yes. And yeah. I'm just like, I, I, I think I'm like, can it just be funny on its own merit? We and don't have yet. to talk about the fact that they're a gay couple trying to like, and try to point out like the bigot at the store and like the whatever else I in know. episode three. Like, I think that's why I get frustrated with it because I'm I'm so comfortable in my life and my family and friends are so comfortable with me in why my life. Why is it even an issue? Exactly. Why is it even? Sure. I completely yeah. agree. Unfortunately, a lot of people just aren't ready for right. that yet and yeah. I like I said I think this is a stepping stone but yeah it shouldn't even be a discussion it should well, just be about I love my about... co-host for being so so Oh well you. and but you know <laughs> this is a good point though this is kind of a stepping stone from modern family um to the new normal because again we'll talk about this in episode 3 but they didn't kiss for what two seasons on, on Modern, Modern Family. Family? Oh, they're yeah. kissing all over the place in this mother, which is great, and, and fine. I love it. Yeah. And who cares? It you doesn't even. I mean? It's not a, a thing. It's a non. It's a non-issue. Every time they kiss, I go oh, like just like you would when you're watching a man and a woman or when you're whatever. watching The Notebook with Ryan Gosling. I mean, come on. They love each other and it's cute and it just doesn't matter and they're both really cute too so who cares about that? They have a very dear relationship. They I do. Really There's a sweetness yeah. to it I'm a little, that I think I'm, you like. I'm a little jealous for all of our viewers and listeners out there. I'm He's jealous little, too. I'm jealous. I, want, I want that sweet relationship I too. I do too. Of course. Ugh, love them. Before, uh, does anything? Does anybody else have anything to add Wait, to are episode we, two? Are we all single? But you're not single. I'm not single. Are you ladies single? I am. I'm single. Oh. Call me Justin Bartha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cute. Oh, man. Don't look or, at me. Or Justin Timberlake. Not taken yet. Not taken yet, Justin <laughs> Steele. Um, does anybody the, else have anything to add? Just really quickly, the episode did wrap with her officially oh, being pregnant. Thank you. So, for adding that was kind of, big, a, kind of a big deal. Hi, I'm paying attention. Yes, they did not. I thought they were going to cliffhang us again, and I was getting really upset. And then we find out through the blood test, it's official. I predicted that, and everyone disagreed with me. I think Goldie is. You I don't said, think I did. I said. I said they they'll drag it out. They dragged it out for one more episode. Whatever. So I was kind so of right. I think I said you're an idiot. I think that's what I said. <laughs> I was like, There's no way. <laughs> so she's pregnant. Goldie is pregnant. Yahoo, love it. And before we move to episode three and our topics with that, I just want to remind everybody about iTunes. And we really, we love when you go to iTunes. So please go to iTunes, rate and comment what you are. Five stars. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't hear that. That was, that was so sorry. like Molly Shannon Saturday Night Live right there. Five stars. Five stars. Sweaty so balls. <laughs> uh, tell a friend, rate and comment. We love hearing what you have to say. Five stars. Yeah. And But give us feedback. Five yes, stars. Yes, please. Five stars. Give us feedback. We really Only appreciate it. Yeah, it's so, so, so important, you guys, that you tell your friends. Like, that helps us to get more listeners. It helps us to get more comments and the more stars. And we can become better and better at what we do. And celebrity guests. And it, yes. it helps us to keep the lights on and to bring you more shows for free. Yeah. So, holla! Cool. I'm not mad at free. I'm not mad at free either. Okay, <laughs> Heather Thompson. I Sorry, I love her. She's awesome. 
We could talk about that forever, too. I yeah, tweeted her from Prague. I found, like, a sign that said Hala, and she tweeted me back. We're talking about the housewives for nice. a second, because I just quoted. We had her. We had her on our show. I heard dying. She, she sent me a pair of yummy tummy jeans. <gasps> it's amazing. We took anyway. a picture on Twitter and put them on Twitter. Yes. I want to see what that Stop <laughs> it right now and don't act like you don't know what we're talking about. Uh, okay, I'm about. just going to say this right now. I know yeah, I'm the gay man in the room. I have no idea what any of them we'll are talking about. We should probably get back to oh, our show, though. We're, we're going to talk about <laughs> Back to episode three. So we are, like I said, we're recapping episode two and three. We're on episode three now. It was titled Baby Clothes. And this episode, we had some interesting things. We had... A really weird situation with us watching it because we couldn't decide what they were trying to do with the guy at Lomans who was having an issue with watching Brian and David kiss. And then shortly thereafter, the ne- I think it was like the next scene with David in the line at the gym and there was a mentally disabled person in the front of the line and somebody in the back of the line having a problem with the mentally disabled person. And then a fight broke out and someone was called gay or was he called a fag? Called yeah. a fag. fag was used. Retard was yeah. used. Yes. So, I want to I want to like back up at Lowman's. I wrote the quote down and the guy said, well, that's disgusting. I feel bad for that poor kid. When he said, we're, we're, we're having, having a family. A we're yeah. having, we have a family, too. I think the point of this is everyone's a little bit racist. Sometimes, oh, Easy Avenue Q? Yes. Okay. There's some little Broadway oh, thrown in. Oh, my. But that well, really was a lesson. That was an interesting topic that we all, I think, are kind of torn on. And um, so so we started, I don't even remember, how did this episode start? Where? Um, why am I? Oh, Shania at school. The clo- well, oh, the, the clothing, baby clothes. The baby, baby clothes. Baby clothing. He's right. talking about. Um, I want my baby to fit in Mark Jacobs' fall line. I want it to be a little bit on the smaller side. I don't want my baby to be fat. He wants the measurements to be. He wants to be the Mark Jacobs' twelve, eight, twelve, twelve. Oh, and they have that group meeting with the adoption specialists, and they talk about all of the tests that we they could show defects such as red hair. Right, yeah. and I loved that. <laughs> I'm a redhead. Uh, are you uh, I, in real life? Are you yes. a real ginger? I'm a real. ginger. You're a dying breed. I am. I Yes. You do? Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> Look at well, that face. Love me. Oh my gosh, that, that all makes sense now. Mm. So so Brian's character really wants to celebrate the birth of the baby and, and the fact that they're having this baby and how he sort of manifests that excitement is, let's buy, let's shop, let's buy baby clothes. And David is trying to bring him down a little, like, we've got some test results, you, can't, you have to wait 12 weeks, you can't just start doing stuff like this because what if something's wrong? And so we see this, this interesting dynamic again with the difference between them. One of them really is like, let's have fun and live life, and the other one's very reasonable. And they're, they're both very different people, and this is how they clash in this well, episode. I thought it was interesting. Um, I wrote down that I thought the, the pacing of this episode was much better than yes. the last one. It was really quick right out the right out the gate. I really enjoyed Very that. Very Sorkin-esque yes. dialogue. Yes. Totally. Yes. Um, and then also I said that I'm, I, while I normally think I would um, uh, relate more to David's character, I think I'm a little bit more like him in my relationships. Um um, in this in this episode, he was where he used a little bit more reserved. He doesn't want to buy clothes, whatever. I'm a little bit more like Brian at the beginning of this episode because I the only thing, I, I don't have kids, but whenever I get into something new, whether it's tennis or I want to start swimming again or whatever, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go buy everything, Obsessed. like my camping gear. I'm gonna oh. go buy everything for camping. I'm gonna become a camper. I buy all these things. I do it once, and I'm like, eh. you manifest <laughs> your excitement through yes, buying so I go product. buy things. Yes. So I cannot tell you how many pair of gym shorts I have. I'm like, I want to start working out again. I'm going to buy three pair of gym shorts, and that'll make the difference. No. It doesn't work that way. Some people think that's going to motivate them to, yes. you know. But mm-hmm. in this case, we all know that we were introduced to Brian as just a shopaholic. So yeah. that's clearly how this excitement is going to come out for him. And yeah. Brian's a doctor. So, of course, he's going to say – or David's a doctor. So mm-hmm. he's going to say, well, wait. We need to wait for this amount of weeks, and these test results happen. And they sort of – they all get a little scared thinking about it. But – um it, we end up finding out that everything's okay, obviously, but we'll get to that later. And then uh, Shania is given some of the baby clothes by <laughs> by Brian, and she turns it into a shirt. It's a little skirt. She turns it into a shirt, and she gets a little attention from the boys at school. The girls don't like her so much, which is a very, very honest assessment of how it really goes down. And the boys gravitate towards her. She meets Wilbur, and they have a Wilbur, little— Wilbur, that's such an ugly name. Oh, uh, well. Well— Except for the Wilbur that's listening to us right now. We don't think that, right? We love you, Wilbur. <laughs> Wilbur, Wilbur no. the pig from Charlotte's Web. Yes. I know. Sweet. Yeah, he's a pig. And a cute one. <laughs> this little cute. boy was pretty cute, though, and kind of funny and like a little schmoozer. And he was totally all up on Shania. And, he's got game. And Nana walked in on them having a little kissy kissy. 
Yeah. But Nana was more worried about what she was wearing than the actual act the itself. The first thing she said yeah. was, what are you wearing? And, and then, then, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. Um, and of course, Nana freaks out about this because she's watched it happen to her daughter yes. and then Goldie. And now she's watching it happen to her great-granddaughter, this and, young sexual exploration that really makes her nervous. And in all fairness, because she's a Republican. But anyway, she also <laughs> said that that she was a grandmother by ba- age... Bam! <laughs> she was a grand- down. She's a grandmother by age 34. Yes. Right. So she does not want to see that go down again. Break well, the and cycle. I can't, hey, I can't blame wasn't her. Wasn't there a kid in like, in like China last year? A kid at like age six or something? Was all I over don't... The news? So I mean, wait, this, what? Yeah. What happens? No, yeah, wait, like, the, like again. the second youngest kid in the world to ever have a child was age like six, like a Chinese how, kid, like a few months ago. How is that possible? Well, obviously, she was ovulating at a very young Hormones. age. Hormones. <laughs> no, you and know then what it was? How was- <laughs> it, it, it was the meat and the protein boost and the shake at, at Equinox. <laughs> oh, yeah, it means vote yes on Prop 37 in Los Angeles. Oh, really? No, genetically, <laughs> genetically modified food. <laughs> there yep. Oh, there we go. <laughs> so we have we go back to the shopping. Um, Goldie decides, I want to take, you know, Shania's a good girl. I want to take her. I'm going to get her some nice clothes, too. That was so nice of you guys to get her some clothes. And that's where the Lomans incident happened. Yeah. We're in Lomans. The boys are shopping. Goldie's Goldie's shopping for Shania, and Mm -hmm. the boys are there, and... We can't find Brian, and of course, lo and behold, he's in the baby clothes section. It's interesting that you call them boys. I do. I do that that's, all the time. It's so common. You know, but that's, no. that's something that I hear that most people, because most it's of my not, girlfriends It's probably, not gay men that oh, I call boys. No. It's just got men I call boys. Yeah. I'll even say— I don't, well, I don't think that at all, but I think I know a lot of my friends always call gay guys boys. Oh, no. Mine's not gay a boys. gay— Let me yeah. just— Boys cl- town. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let me be clear. I do not. It's for all. I think it's because of the type of men I've encountered in LA. <laughs> there you go. Fair enough. Um, and Fair enough. I literally will be like, I met this really cute boy tonight, and my friends are always like, "Boy," I'm like, yeah, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> it, that's a generalization. Which for is all why men. we're all still single, except so, for Kristen. The men are shopping. We see, the men are shopping as well. We see men are shopping. <laughs> we see Brian in the baby clothes section, mm-hmm. obviously, and David's like, "I told you we can't do this." And they have another nice little tender moment where they. Can't Kiss, and we have a bystander that sees, and he is very vocal about he's with his wife who has red hair, <laughs> and a defect. the daughter, and a little girl. And they, he is like, "What? Could you not do that in front of my child? I don't want to have to go home and explain this to her." And David says, "David and Brian, or Brian says, we're having we're we're having a family too, and we're allowed to we're in love or whatever." And he says, "Well, that's disgusting, and I feel bad for your child." That was hard to hear. Mm-hmm. That was a rough one for me. That was tough. I didn't really enjoy that scene very but much. But I guarantee you there's a million people out there who think that and probably have said it. Oh, and I've that's gone through it. the worst part of it all. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so hard to hear. Oh, yeah. I've gone through it a million times. That was um, not a, like, ha-ha, let's be funny. That was like a real, that like a hit home joke. Mm-hmm. Not joke, line. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that um, they went there because um, that's something I've dealt with in my own life. Being so confident and not... Um, I don't shy away from things at all because I think for me, that's the best way – the best way that I can change minds and to change hearts even more importantly is by just being me mm-hmm. and not hiding from things. So I appreciate that that these characters are just being themselves in public. I really do enjoy that. To hear the line from that guy hurt probably because it, it's so familiar to me. Um, what hurt even more – and this, this – this, I hate this part. Um, and this part gets me a little bit emotional actually um, – the little girl, their daughter, the look in her eyes when she saw the way that her dad was going laying into these guys. And he's like, I want to explain this to my daughter. What do you have to explain to her, love? And that's what they said to her. And that's what they said yeah. to the guy. Like, what do you need to explain to your and daughter? She, and that little girl, the actress, was, I'm sure, asked to look confused because mm-hmm. what little – girl what little boy or girl is not understand i mean hatred is learned exactly mm-hmm. yeah. and i think that that again was the moment like in episode two that we talked about where the ex-husband or the husband said to goldie i'm not leaving shania behind she needs a male influence in her life and goldie said she already has two mm-hmm. that was that moment for me in that episode mm-hmm. that was this moment that little girl's yeah. look was the moment for me in this episode and you're seeing well, like a lot of the politics play out um that we're seeing in 2012 for the election year it's playing out in, in episodes like this on ver- on a very simple level and you know i don't know if it's going to change any minds and stuff but we are seeing it played out in the press whether it really matters or not who's our candidate because it's really about the economy but they always take stances on certain issues. And especially and somebody one. like yeah. Ryan Murphy. I mean, he likes to push the envelope. Of course. And you, you've got an election coming up. Of course he's thinking that right now. He's got this new show on, on the air. It's getting all this attention. He's trying. He's trying to push the envelope in, you know, in whatever direction it is that he wants it to go. Um, which he is can do whatever clear. he wants. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think it's interesting. I think the scene that touched me more was uh, after that, and I was like feverishly trying to write down notes. Yes, but I know. Um, I agree. When uh, when Brian and David were talking about this after the fact, and Brian was folding up the baby clothes to to return them, and you know he's on the verge of tears, and he was saying that guy's not the problem; we're the problem for it because we're we're expected to just not say anything and and not respond. And what kind of uh, message does that send to our kid when we don't stand up for ourselves? And I don't want them to feel that kind of pain. And what are we supposed to do to protect our baby from hate? He said, I'm not crying for me. I'm crying for the idiots that our kids are going to have to see and hear and, and deal with. That kind of a thing. Yeah, that yeah. was a really nice... Can I just say how much I adore both of you right now for bringing that point that point up? Because I, I could not agree more. Um, I think that... <laughs> this is a comedy. We're talking about a comedy, right? No. Um, I think that... But with a, a serious issue, though. Absolutely. And I think that I've had so many friends. Like, I, it's hard for me to remember. I, I came out 12 years ago. Um, I'm very secure in myself. But when I see friends going through it now, it's so hard for me sometimes to, to remember what that was like and to see... All of the um, all of the the hate for themselves that has been planted inside of them by their parents or by their 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 churches or their schools their 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 society whatever it is um, to try to unlearn all of that mm-hmm. is so difficult mm-hmm. and and to see like the, this kid in this one episode and to see them that that's their worry is yeah. that there's the children. Because that's the generation. The next generation is the one that's really going to change things. We're in the process right now, but it's, we've had to reverse a lot of the ways that we think. I've had to do it, and I'm gay. Right. I've had to, I, I've had stereotypes about gay men my entire life. Sure. Because I was taught them, even though I knew I was one of them. Sure. Um, so to ask people who aren't gay to come around, that's a that's a tall order. Um, but I, I, I love that you ladies brought that up, though, because I think it's a very, very poignant part uh, point it, to this, this it, episode. It was huge. And I think that this episode also was kind of all-encompassing about that that next generation that we want to influence. And with that, um, with this situation in particular, it was about you know, bringing a baby into the world and what kind of a thing, what kind of things are they going to have to face and what kind of hatred and and obstacles are they going to have to face? And how do we protect them from that? And how do we protect them from that? And Nana, although she is on that side of the hatred, in order to like her as a character, we have to latch on to something with her. And she was actually doing the same thing in this episode. Mm -hmm. She was trying to protect the next generation from to break. She's trying to break a cycle, too. And although it's kind of wrapped up in her snarky, racist, homophobic remarks, she's doing the same thing that these guys are doing. And they ha- you have to do that because you can't just make a villain so, of course. Ha- you know, right. the fact that you don't want to hate her all the time, she has to have some sort of humanity to her. They, so yeah, they try and make, softness. They try and make her funny, but they're also trying to show her she's got a story, too. She's got an agenda, too. She's watched her daughter and her granddaughter and her great-granddaughter now where she fears d- becoming part of this cycle that she thinks is not healthy and not okay. Right. And I think it's also very important to point out that that just because I have views on this issue, obviously, based on who I am, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's the only view out there because it's obviously not. And her character is a lot more like a lot of people than we may realize. Mm -hmm. And to have a character like her is great because what it does – I'm a firm believer that – that the only reason there's any hatred in the world is out of pure ignorance. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. And anybody who's ever gotten to know me has come around. And and I think I think that that's the best way to change people's minds is by being who you are Open and allowing them to come into your life and see you for who you are. So I think that her character is doing a great job of she's finally she, she got an outfit it said something on it that it wasn't mm-hmm. very you know polite whatever but she's slowly coming around so those people in middle america or wherever else um that maybe aren't so keen on this whole like gay marriage or gay adoption or gay in general um theme that's kind of like evolving throughout our country right now it gives them somebody they can latch on to because exactly. if it's a show about a whole bunch of liberal gay people it'll never then, work right. I mean, that just t- tunes them off right away but if somebody can watch her and be like i kind of agree with her yeah. and they yeah. slowly start to get one step closer. She's the represent she represents mm-hmm. why the show is on. Yes. She represents right. the people that we're trying to help see. Maybe maybe the point is you're going to say this joke and sound a little ridiculous. Maybe it's hitting you over the head, but maybe someone will watch it and see that agrees with her. That does sound a little ridiculous. This sometimes, doesn't really make sense. Sometimes people need to be hit over the head a few times. That's what I'm saying. I, the only reason my mom years ago when I came out to her, the only reason she ever really came around because I used to throw it in her face. 
And for me personally, that worked. I mm-hmm. forced her because she never would have looked at me, looked at that part of my life mm-hmm. with, had I not done that. So sometimes people do that as an approach that works. People need to be hit over the head sometimes. And we're, we're seeing the evolution in television. I mean, if you want to go way back to the 70s and look at Billy Crystal and his character on Soap, how much that has evolved. Um, you go to Will and Grace and that's its own evolution to Modern Family. And even Modern Family, which only started, you know, three, four seasons ago, look where we are with the new normal. Again, it's not a perfect show, but however, it's... It's progress. It's a lot closer than we were 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And also, before we uh, wrap up a little bit more of this episode, I know that we have a little bit of uh, Fox... Little Fox Interesting something. Fox news to uh, bring, well, as bring much to as the we viewers. Do, as much as we do love the new normal, and we do, it's one of my favorite new sitcoms of the year. The new night of comedy, you guys, is Fox Tuesday nights, premiering on the 25th of September next week um, at 8 p.m. The new girl, or new girl is back with another uh, all-new episode. Zoe Deschanel is absolutely hilarious in the show, you guys. If you guys haven't watched the show yet, if you didn't catch it season one, you have got to tune in. I think, in my opinion, it's the best ensemble cast since Friends. She's hilarious. Every character in the show is at the pacing is dead on. They've got their rhythm down. Love it. New Normal's still working on it. New Girl has it down. Um, so that's going to be on 8 o'clock, followed by the new show, Ben and Kate. Uh, critics are calling up the breakout comedy of, the, of this new season, which I, I have not watched it yet. Did you ladies watch it yet? It's funny. Yeah. yeah it's I can good. agree to that. It's Your fans? very good. I'm a fan. Very good. Well, th- that's not where the night ends. Again, we have a second episode of New Girl on at 9 o'clock, followed by what I think is probably going to be my favorite show of the new season, The Mindy Project. Mindy Kaling is absolutely hilarious. Kristen and I have talked about this a couple of times. She's the next Tina Fey. She She really is hysterical. She totally reminds me of her. And she's unlike anybody on TV. To have an Indian American woman Love like, it. like mm-hmm. leading a comedy the way she does, she her comedic timing is flawless. A woman, I like that she's curvy. Yeah, and, like, and a woman that's mm-hmm. a, a comedian and she's Indian and she's, and struggling she's curvy through relationships. and she's I love it all. Yeah. Yeah. And she's writing the show and exec producing. Ugh. And I've seen the episode twice. So if you guys are down for some old school comedy that is on the cutting edge. Fox Tuesday nights, September 25th, premieres at 8 o'clock. You guys have got to check this out. I promise you will not be disappointed. All their shows are pretty darn good, so Fox definitely is, Fox tune is in. bringing their A game the last yeah, they are. Years. I gotta watch yeah. Ben and Kate. Yeah. yeah, Ben and Kate is great. I highly recommend if, if it. If you can't wait till next Tuesday, it uh, it's available mm. on Hulu. Nice. Yep. Now. Nice. Yeah. I'll watch it tomorrow. So tune into Fox on Tuesday nights starting September 25th, guys. 8 p.m. Um, so, yes, but now back to our show. We love how, you know, we just talked about Nana having her own agenda and everyone's kind of looking out for the the new generation and what they can what cycles they can break and how they can make it better for for the children and I think that's kind of like a nice well I assessment like- of a nice evaluation of the show I love her character in the show because it's very important for people to remember that it's so easy sometimes to think and I have I struggle with this too that that when people don't agree with you on something it's so easy to want to scream at them and tell them they're idiots to tell them that how can you not, you bigot, you hateful, homophobe, whatever, um, because maybe you feel like you're so evolved that you're at a place where they're not at yet. Whether that's true or not, it's irrelevant. Um, her character reminds us that, you know what, uh, she has the same hopes and dreams for Shania mm-hmm. that Goldie has. They come from two different perspectives, but that doesn't mean that either of them are necessarily wrong or right. They both want the same thing. You look You look at – and this show is on the perfect time. You look at the political climate in this country right now, and I think that it's fair to say that people on both ends, on the right, on the left, they all want the same thing for this country. They want our kids and our grandkids to have a place you know, to call home someday and to still be this great nation that we all grew up in. Um, they come at it from different approaches. That doesn't mean one's necessarily always right and always wrong. I think the this, this show does do a good job of that, especially with Nana's character. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps you relate to somebody who's like, okay, I can kind of understand her a little more. The end result is the same for her and for Goldie. Exactly. They want They want Shania to grow up happy, healthy, and end up in a loving relationship and to be different from what they what they both did. They both yes. had children young. They yeah. want the different future for her. They're looking out for the future generation, and that was obvious in this episode. And, of course, Nana had a, a nice tender moment, as she did in past episodes we've seen, where she said, you know, of course it was wrapped up in a little bit of her of funny jokes. But she bought Brian and David a, a little onesie. She said, oh, I just, you know, I, I wanted to congratulate you and, you know, now Goldie's pregnant and they open it up. And, of course, it says, please help me. And she wanted it to say by calling Child Protective Services <laughs> with the phone number. But she held back. She ends up 
having dinner with them. They invite her them all to eat dinner. Nana agrees to stay with, of course, the enticement of wine. Yeah. And it all ends very, very nicely. We see they're all kind of coming together. And it turns out she and Brian have a, you know, similar sort of racist sense of humor. So they can. It works. Yeah. It works. And have that little racist funny joke. And I think, and I don't know you ladies very well yet. We've only done a couple of shows together, but I think that I know for me personally, I can relate to that part of her character, Nana's character. Um, We all tend to hide what we're really thinking and really feeling, especially the older we get. It's harder to be open and to really just be yourself with people because you've been hurt in relationships or whatnot, friendships. Um, Me personally, I tend to hide things with humor. I snarky commie or comments like witty comments. I if I feel like I'm getting too close to somebody, I'll either like be like real badass for a little bit and act like I'm like like whatever, just all tough, or I'll just make a, make a joke if things get too serious for me. I didn't used to do that when I was a kid. So you think sure. Nana, Nana's what in her? You know, we build up defenses exactly. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you yeah. see that with Nana. It's slowly they're slowly starting to chip away, but they're then she chipping starts, the wall down. Yeah, she still reasserts her, herself every now of and then. Of course, yeah. I mean we, you know, it, she is. I think it is funny to hear her do that at times. I mean, maybe it's a little overkill now and then, but I, I think Ellen Barkin is funny and yeah. she, she does a good job with that for sure. So, okay, so that was episode three. We covered two episodes for you guys. Sorry about the technical difficulty last week, but I think we're going to move on to some news and gossip. How about that? After Buzz TV News. All right, I'll start. Yeah, I'll start. I'm prepared. prepared. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, speaking about Nana, uh, <laughs> there was an interview done with Ali Adler, and they, they spoke a lot about the character of Jane and uh, they they asked uh, it, you know is, is she going to become uh, more tolerant and accepting and you know Adler replied you know hopefully we're trying to create characters that are people and as much as people change I think all of these characters can change no one's ever going to be something that they're not and hopefully she can learn and grow from her experiences She's gotten a lot of comparisons to Archie Bunker, and she didn't want to do that. Um, oh, wow. But she said, uh, I think the best moments are when characters are when we keep the characters who they are at their roots. So she's never going to, uh, she said later, uh, we see an amazing side of Jane, but I don't think she's ever going to become that cuddly Nana. And I kind of like that. I kind of like that they're going to keep it real. I think so. I think that's good. I because, like that too. Yeah, it's unrealistic to think that somebody like that would just suddenly become like, oh yeah. Then there's no conflict on the show anyway, so. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So so I like that. And then uh, the L word, alum, Leisha Haley. Am I saying that right? Leisha? It's Leisha? Leisha, Leisha, Leisha Haley? Oh. And Entourage's Constant Simmer have been tapped to star on the new normal as the new lesbian couple. Ooh, I like I that love bringing, Constant yeah. Simmer. And I like that they're bringing in a, lesb- a lesbian and couple. And a cute right? lesbian couple, because the lesbian couple in the first episode from Ohio, yeah. I'm from Ohio, oh, no. it's, it's, it's a fair representation, but come on. I'm with some hot, like, lipstick lesbians. Yeah, you like the lipstick. Some LA lesbians. Yeah. Um, they'll appear in the seventh episode of the season as a couple that are good friends with Brian and David. The Big C co-star, John Benjamin Hickey, is also slated to guest star in the same installment as a pivotal character. Further details about his part for which he started shooting Monday are being kept under wraps. Nice. Um, one Million Moms is still up in arms about this. Of course they are. Of course the they L- are. Wait, the Ellen One Million Moms? Those, those yeah, One Million yeah, Moms? Yeah, same ones. Those, same ones. Uh, there's really like 50,000 of them. We're clear, we're clear on that, right? There's not one million of them, I know. There's not a million of them. Not even close. So they, uh, they're upset that uh, in Central Time... New Normal airs during prime time, so kids may see it and you know. You know oh no, learn to love and, and, and they other they people. use the word. They're concerned that the kids are being desensitized to you know to you, hatred. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. Really, right, let's talk about it. You Good have a call. remote control in your house. You control the remote control. You tell your kids you be can a watch parent and exactly. don't leave the room right. for hours and let your kids sit in front of the TV and not know what they're watching. Tell them be no if you don't like it, but and, you really shouldn't tell them. I mean, this is and kids it, in Ohio. It's on Hulu. You can watch it there. And not yeah. only that, I mean, I don't care who you are. This is not an appropriate show for young children. The language is not appropriate and the yes. subject matter is not appropriate. But if you're old enough, it shouldn't be a problem to watch this. There's not a bad message happening. Yeah, gay, However, gay or yeah. straight, the, 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 the comedy is inappropriate for kids. Agreed. Period. Agreed. Um, yeah. But yeah, just be a parent. <laughs> exactly. Um, and NBC has been leading in ratings uh, the last last week. Anyway, don't know about this week. Um, but New Normal itself taking uh, 2.5 million viewers, both the premiere and uh, the following episode. So it's holding so, steady, which is good news. Holding steady. 2.5 is more than 1 million. 
right? It sure when, is. Um, those 50,000 moms. Yeah. <laughs> Snap. Oh, I see what you witty. did there. I see what you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Just doing a little. I'm really good at math. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> All right. Well, do you have any news and gossip? There any other? Oh no, no, I think we're good. I don't. I, I just I have a prediction. Okay. Well, then pff, AJ can't hold himself back. Let's get into predictions then. And now you're after Buzz. Yeah, do that. TV. Give it a little. There we go. It makes it more creepy. It is creepy. All right, AJ. Well, you're ready to go. I really so. don't have a prediction. I just wanted to hear the music. No. Um, I predict that Nene Leaks will be back next week. Where was no. she? She wasn't in episode three. No, coming Nene back Leakes. strong. She is funny though, and she is she is the diversity we need on the show to say the ridiculous stuff. She's the character I believe that can really put Nana in her place, and I I cannot mm-hmm. wait to see them go tit for tat later in the season. No, they're really good. I know that they've been trying to ease Nene into the show, but because um, Nene's not an actress, but I will give her credit. Like she's her lines, she's delivered them. She's she good at yeah. playing herself. She, yeah. And you know what? That's not a easy thing to do because some people think I need to play the idea of what you want to see. She actually has it down honestly who she or unless we're seeing someone different on the housewives and who she really is the character we see on the housewives if that's truly her that is who we're seeing on yep. the show she does a good job of being her. Yeah. She's and doing it naturally. Har- yeah. It's hard it's harder than it looks guys. Just so it's we're clear though, this picture right here has so altered because she is like 6'2 in real life. Way there's taller. no reason there there's no way they're all the same height. Justin no. Bartha is not as tall as Nene Leakes. Justin <laughs> Justin's like 5'6. I think we've determined that. And this that week. doesn't matter because I will wear flats, Justin. I'm just throwing that out there again. And I, let's let's just talk about real quick this one right here. Oh, oh. little BB Woods. She is so, so cute. talented. Yeah, she. I think she. I was saying she. Who do they call her? The next Abigail Breslin. Abigail Breslin. That's right. She'll she'll get nominated for some awards very I hope soon. So. I believe. I she's love a talented her. young actress. She's a little supporting actress. Prediction? Yeah, watch that's a prediction. That. Watch They're out for her. First here. Emmy okay. supporting actress, 2012, 2013. Yeah. Oh, okay. She's good. We've had predict. Is that your prediction? Yeah. Yep. yeah. I'll do okay. it. We'll do it. I'll back it up. Okay. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to predict that we're going to have a really funny, like, I think that Goldie's character is having cravings in the next episode. And I think that we're really going to see Brian's neuroses come out like and and probably David, too, because he's a doctor. They're both going to get very like, what are you putting into? He even said, don't hopefully the fast food. She was swallowing a burger. He said, hopefully you're bulimic and that'll come up before it touches the baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so inappropriate and so amazing. They're voting. Yes, on Prop 20, uh, 37, on genetically modified food. Yes, <laughs> yes they are. Gosh, well, <laughs> next week we will be back with episode four for you guys. We are so thank you for tuning in and listening and watching. And sorry that we had to cram two episodes into one, but we love talking about it. We love buzzing about the new normal. So we will see you guys next week. At our normal time. At yes. our normal time. Fantastic. See you then, kids. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plug myself really quickly. Oh, yeah, oh, please. I'm so sorry. I'm on a couple, and you can follow me on Twitter. Twitter at Koppel for Mayor, K-O-P-P-E-L-F-O-R-M-A-Y-O-R. Ladies first, you're up. Okay, and you can follow me on Twitter at Lauren Leonelli, Facebook, Instagram, and my website under the same name. At Kristen Burton, you can find all of my stuff on my website, redcarpetcloset.tv. Hey, you guys, follow me on Twitter at underscore AJ Gibson and check out my website, ajgibson.tv. Thank you. See you next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.